0: Touchdown, Los Angeles! You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team ever. going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We can't stop now. Rams Nation. What's happening, what's good? It's your boy, Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. Tuesday edition of Locked On Rams. Got a great show for you guys today. We're going to continue to break down the game a little bit. But we got a quick week, so we are going to start to look ahead to Seattle. Talk about that matchup. We are going to do our crossover tomorrow with Locked On Seahawks, so stay tuned for that. If you have any questions for this in-division rival game coming up this Thursday, let me know. I'll make sure to get them in on the podcast. If you didn't get a chance to listen to the episode yesterday, I know it was a tough one. No victory Monday. I'm still mad about that. Normal Mondays really suck. But what didn't suck is we had James Kroger on with us. It was awesome to have him back on the mic. I think it started to kind of get him going as far as doing some podcasts again. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. But... We're going to try to get him back on a little bit more often on some of those Monday recap ones or even on the show uh, for a Tuesday edition. Get his thoughts on some of this. But as for today, we're going to do a little bit of an injury update. We're going to hear from Sean McVay. We're going to hear from some of the players. We're going to talk about how they are taking this. They're going to turn it around. Move forward this week because they really don't have any options. Got a game on Thursday. We're going to touch on the pro football focus numbers from Sunday's game. And like we said, kind of take a peek ahead to that Thursday night matchup. Cannot wait for that game. It's going to be fun. Before we get going, don't forget, go give us a follow on social media. LA underscore Rambling Bears The Personal. Lockdown Rams. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook group. All that good social media stuff, as well as the podcast. Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Himalaya, anywhere where podcasts are at. We are throwing it down five days a week. Your team, every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So with all that out of the way, let's get into the good stuff. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams, and this is your lead story. The Rams lost a tough one on Sunday, 55-40, to Versus the Buccaneers at the Coliseum on Sunday. Looking at the film, thinking about this game more, rewatching it. Yes, we struggled offensively. Jared Goff looked poor. He was had his lowest pro football focused performance of the season so far. The defense gave up way too many points, giving up 24 fourth quarter points. I'd like to see the defense try to hold a team under 24 over a whole game. Run game nowhere to be found, play selection, lots of questions. Those things all can be fixed. I think that's the great thing. That's the message coming out. The one thing that does kind of scare me on a short week for this week is the injuries. The Rams were pretty banged up on Sunday. Taylor Rapp saw him in a bunch of pain. He was helped out the field. MRI turned out to be pretty good. Should return soon. Right now, he's kind of listed as a game time decision I don't think he'll play. If he plays, awesome. If you remember last season, Marcus Peters got banged up on a short week. We didn't think he'd play. He came out and played a heck of a game. We'll see what Sean McVay does on a short week as far as looking long-term for Rap. But if he's ready to go, this is the NFL. They're going to let him play. Bryce Hager had a little bit of shoulder. Again, he's going to be a game-time decision Falls into that category. How does he feel on Thursday morning? Is that something that he will play or not? We'll have to find out closely. But again, linebacker there, Bryce Hager, shoulder, game time decision. Marcus Peters cleared the concussion protocol, should be ready to play on Thursday. This guy is a tough one. We talked about it last year when he came out, and he played a lot of football, Banged up last year, so we know he can go with that. Concussion is one they don't really play with. It's, you know, you got to get permission to play, basically. But it all sounds like Marcus Peters is going to be clear for the game on Thursday. And then even looking at the two guys that were questionable coming into last week. Tyler Higby, Austin Blythe. Yeah, they're good to go. But as you're recouping and you got to go on a short week, Austin Blythe had a pretty bad game. You could tell that, you know, potentially some of that's from an injury and even kind of being slowed down by that. His performance wasn't really up to par. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, We can get him ready to play on Thursday. But again, that's a quick turnaround. You know, it looked really super, super serious. He was carted into the back. You thought maybe this was going to be a 6-plus game, maybe an IR situation. Came back last week, pretty mediocre performance. Uh, So we'll see how he can turn around and really get some treatment on that ankle and be ready on that Thursday night. Higby as well. So the Rams, a team that we were used to all of last year, being healthy basically through the whole season, Minus a few injuries like Talib was banged up last year. But for the most part, we had a really healthy team. This week, injury reports starting to get a little bit heavier. You don't have as much time to recoup. We'll have to keep an eye on that. That's a tough one. We'll have to have other guys step up and be ready. And really, as you're talking about stepping up and being ready, that comes from the head football coach. She was kind of asked during the press conference about do you think his defense came out a little flat and that he did he not have that sense of urgency that you need right away as he went down 21 points? Obviously, we had some turnovers and things like that. But here's what Sean McVay had to say as far as the urgency and really looking ahead and how to get these guys ready for a tough division opponent right away this Thursday.
1: For us to ever come out without a... a- complete sense of urgency i mean i obviously i feel responsible for that if that is the case and i got to do a better job you know making sure that we understand how how precious each week is i certainly think our guys do understand that um you know credit the bucks they made a lot of plays i, I do think that that performance was uncharacteristic of what we're capable of as a team and um, one game will never define us and, and that's why uh, we're hopeful to respond the right way in a really tough atmosphere against the division opponent on thursday
0: Sean McVay with the most Sean McVay quote right there. One game will not define us, and that is so true in this aspect. It's a game that uh, we'll definitely look back to and shake our heads a few times, and we'll see how the Bucks end up playing out their season. Is Jameis Winston as good as we made him look on Sunday? We'll find out, but a lot of things we need to fix internally. Obviously, we know we got the right man in charge. Some of the play calling and how he fixes that, getting Todd Gurley involved, we'll talk about that a little bit further as well. But as we said multiple times, we don't have time to think about it. We got to do it. Thursday is around the corner. These guys got to be ready for the Thursday night football game in Seattle against a 3-1 and Seattle Seahawks team. All right, with that, we'll step aside. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Tuesday edition, Locked On Rams, after this, before we get there. With Blinkist, you can get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books. Go to blinkistcom On. try it for free for 7 days and save 25% on your new subscription. Can you imagine finding $100 on the street? Would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay you when you win. Let's face it. Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. So if you're going to do the smart thing and bet on football this season, bet with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all of your picks come through, you're multiplying your winnings. And no matter what you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. One of my favorite things is betting in-game live betting. Let's say the Rams go down early in the game, but you know they're going to come back and pull it through for the win. Throw down some money. Get a chance to win it back during the game. hedge your bet. Join now, and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code Locked On to activate the offer. That's promo code Locked On. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Go nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We can't get It's bad, For life, we ain't. Go win nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Lockdown Rams Tuesday. So glad to have uh, that Monday over with. We're finally done with it. We can move on. We had some Monday night football. 0-3 versus 0-3. And I kind of was sitting there watching a little bit up to about halftime before I came in here and started kicking it down. And it made me feel better. Look, it could be a lot worse. Perspective is amazing. And you're looking at two 0-3 teams. Yes, this thing can get out of hand quickly. Yes, you're looking at the division. You got the Niners who are undefeated 3-0. They sat on a bye We're actually going to play two games before they play one, which is kind of crazy. And then you got the Seahawks three and one right now. You lose this game, whoever it is, Seahawks or Rams. And if the Niners win, you're two games back in the division. I am sure that's being preached at the facility all week as they are trying to get this team back focused and playing some football. We had some highlights, obviously, uh, talking about pro football. Focus-wise, the highest-grade players on offense, Robert Woods, 83.4. The man had an outstanding game, career-high in catches and yards. On the defense side of the ball, Marcus Peters, 83.4. I bet none of us would have guessed that. I know I was shocked when I saw that grade. And really, it was one play that threw it all off for us, right? He tried to jump a route. He was wrong. He had no help in the back. We saw a very similar thing uh, back in New Orleans last year when he got beat over the top to Mike Thomas. The funny thing is that kind of sealed the game as well. Uh, This one, maybe not so much as far as sealing the game because the very next drive after we went down and scored a touchdown, uh, we saw... Marcus Peters with an interception return for a touchdown. We talked about him uh, a little banged up and really, you know, listening to McVeigh talk about it. It's more of a face laceration that he got when the helmet hit, uh, that he got when he took that hit, that was bothering him more than a concussion. He was clear to the concussion, never really went into concussion protocol, but he had to kind of pass those tests to even get there. But Marcus Peters, hell of a game. The rest of the game, he played great, highest rated pro football focus player on the defense. Our two lowest-graded guys on the offense, Austin Blythe, Joe Noteboom, not a good combo to have there as far as your biggest letdown, especially uh, those guys on the line is what we need to keep Goff going. Obviously, we saw pressure all day on Jared Goff as he kept dropping back and dropping back on passes and dropping back on passes. Uh, You know, Sean McVay talked about kind of What happened there as far as the kind of the stepping back, looking at Jared Goff and his performance and how he felt about it and really trying to take some of this off of his shoulders? Here's Sean McVay talking about really how that offensive play calling got that way and what he thinks about how Jared Goff did handling all of that.
1: I mean, you know, that's as many attempts as we've ever had. You know, that's never an ideal approach, but. The thing that I think you can take away is, you know, we make no excuses. We we didn't get it done. Give the give the bucks credit, but to be able to continue to battle when you end up saying, all right, we're not getting points off of our first three possessions, then it's 21-0 and then six of the next seven possessions he lead us he led us on scoring drives. So, I think that says a lot about, you know, the guy's mental toughness, their ability to continue to compete and um, you know, there's no such thing as you know being able to. You know, you want to try to get the get the win however you can. We didn't get that done, and that's why we're fortunate to have an opportunity this week on a short week to try to redeem ourselves.
0: So that was Sean McVay kind of giving us an inside peek and kind of some perspective on how that thing ended up. Six of seven drives for Jared Goff leading into scores. Started the first three drives, no points, turnovers, down 21 nothing. It changes how you want to do that. He said. They didn't want to pass the ball. They never passed the ball that much. Well, uh, it might not be all too accurate. Right now, the Rams are second in the NFL as far as passing attempts. Yes, this last game really probably catapulted them up. But those first three games as well, we saw a leaning towards the passing game, not so much the rushing game. Getting... Todd Gurley involved is important. Uh, we saw him get it to him in the air. He actually addressed it. Obviously, this is a question that's going to continue to come to him. But here's Sean McVay talking about not getting Todd Gurley involved early on in this game and really how they tried to keep him involved in other ways.
1: Yeah, we wanted to get him involved. I mean, really, you know, we had five penalties in the first 20 plays, too. So when you're getting some of those false starts, now you're in, you know, first and 15. So uh, the approach and in the, in the way that we ended up, you know, kind of wanting to – you know, attack those guys ended up being a little bit altered just based on the way the flow of the game played out. But you know, he gets involved. He has a couple touchdowns, has seven catches. You could see, we did want to try to get him involved early and really any touch that, that we can get the ball in Todd's hands. We feel like is a good thing.
0: Getting the ball in Todd Gurley's hand, a good thing. I think we would all agree with that. And I'm curious coming into this Thursday night matchup short week talking about preserving Todd Gurley in a long distance. He only had a handful of carries on Sunday. Yes, uh, you know, he's thrown to a bunch. He had seven catches, talking about getting in the end zone twice. I'm curious though, on a short week, what does that look like? I no one practiced for the Rams in the sense of getting out there and physical practice. He mentioned that last week that this was going to be a short, really a an all-mental focus practice type of week, which is makes sense coming off of that Sunday game, which we saw was extremely physical. But what does that mean for Todd Gurley this coming Thursday? Uh, Can we see him get over 15 carries? Can we see him get into that next level of the Todd Gurley running back that we like to see? I'm good with finally involving him in the passing game. I think we need to continue to do that. But a lot of it was, you know, maybe by design with some of the screens and whatnot. But some was also just kind of Jared Goff, oh, crap, here comes another guy in my face. Let me just dump it down. There's Todd Gurley. And that's what he had done a lot last year was just kind of get it off to him and let him go do some work. So hopefully the passing game stays you know similar to what we're doing but gotta get him the ball on the ground more we all agree with that I I could would assume obviously we need some better blocking and I think that's another big circle to kind of look at for this Thursday night how will these guys who got pushed around a lot and who probably film session wasn't a bunch of fun as you're watching some of the holding penalties and some of the false starts and Sean McVay talked about it five penalties in the first 20 something plays I'm sure they got chewed up pretty good for that but How do they bounce back? You always hear Sean McVay kind of talked about it in, you know, with Jared Goff and hey, man, it started out bad, but he bounced back, played really well. We saw the defense bounce back in the third quarter in this game and then kind of flop again in the fourth when we needed him. So how does this team as a group come together after a loss to the Buccaneers? Mind you, the Buccaneers, and yes, it, I had a couple of people uh, who are Bucks fans that came back to listen to my Monday edition, and then find me on Twitter and go, he's not giving any credit to the Buccaneers. Well, not yet, okay? You're the Buccaneers. Until you deserve to get some credit, I'm not going to give you credit. Yes, Jameis Winston balled out, uh, but a lot of it was putting ourselves in a terrible position. Bad decisions by Jared Goff. I mean, throwing right at a guy, that fumble at the end. So until they prove me wrong, but how do they do losing to that team that you expect to win Turn it around, go and play a division opponent on the road, 3-1 and one, Seattle Seahawks. Tough place to play. It is going to be a very big measuring stick for this Rams team on Thursday. I'm excited for this game. As you know, what we'll do, we'll take a break. I need a breather. We're going to get a couple words from some sponsors. We'll be right back. Tuesday edition, Lockdown Rams, right after this. Before we get over there, guys, gotta talk to you about Metro Infinity. Go check them out. Just off the 210 in Monrovia. They are the number one volume dealer in California. The only dealer in California, by the way, that's family owned and has been in business for over 25 years. They are the best buying experience you can imagine. They're not gonna hassle you. They're not gonna play those back and forth games. They're gonna figure out what you want, what you like, how it's gonna work best for you. And if that means even meeting you outside of the dealership, they are there to do that for you as well. They'll come to your home. They'll come to your office. They'll meet you at the grocery store. Whatever you need to do to get this deal done, they will help you get that done. And as I mentioned, you can get the deal done anywhere. Well, there's one place that's actually really awesome to get that deal done. That's their new multi-million dollar facility. Check it out. It's amazing. It's 821 East Central Avenue, Monrovia, just off the 210 in Monrovia. It is a brand new state-of-the-art facility. So if you're in the market for a new Infinity or even in the market for a new or used car, give them a call. Give them a chance to earn your business. Believe me, you won't forget it. They have over 50 certified pre-owned Infinities. You can reach them at 626-599-7510 or metroinfinity.com. Make sure to mention Lockdown ramps You will also get another $500 off any car purchase. Again, Metro Infinity, just off the 210 in Monrovia. All right, Ram Station, we are back. Third and final segment of the Tuesday edition. Your boy, Bear Motter, breaking it all down. Locked on Rams, your team every day, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. We all know we got the game on Thursday. We've mentioned it about 100 times today, but that is kind of what this schedule in this week is going to bring. Get over the loss, move forward, look ahead to the next big game. It is a division rival. We know all the keys. It's up in Seattle. All the big stuff is happening this Thursday on a national audience. The Thursday night games, by the way, little side plug, got to give them some some little golf claps here. ...because they've been getting better. I mean, last week, even looking at Eagles and Packers, that thing came down near the end great matchup, great teams to kind of go together. Uh, Hopefully we start to get more and more matchups like this. This one includes us, so I'll be recording a podcast on Thursday night after the game for a Friday edition, hopefully a victory Friday edition. We could sure use one this week. I talked about it earlier, but looking at that division, man, this is not a game you can afford to lose. This was the game at the beginning of the season or even during the offseason, depending on how long you guys have been listening to me, that I circled and said, this one scares the crap out of me. And this is before we lost to the Bucks. And I said last week, the Bucks might be the trap game because you're looking forward to this Thursday night. I don't think that was the case in this game. I think we just really played poorly, started out slow. We got way too far behind. Our defense couldn't help us near the end. But regardless of that game, we still have this game to turn around and have to look at this game that scared the crap out of me since the beginning. But maybe at this point, backs against the walls. This kind of brings this unit together. I said, we're going to learn a lot about them. We will. Taking a look at Seattle, they played the Arizona Cardinals last week. Cardinals are 0-3. It's tough to kind of take away from this game what the Seahawks are really doing right now as far as how hot they are. Yes, they're 3-1. and They've looked pretty good, but they struggled early in the season against the Bengals. The Bengals look terrible today. They beat the Steelers 28-6. They only played Ben Roethlisberger for about a quarter and a half in that one. They lost to the Saints, who we played the week before that. Teddy Bridgewater had a full week to prepare, 33-27 in a home loss. So that's always important to kind of keep in mind that, yes, they are beatable up there. Even looking at that Bengals victory I talked about, 21-20 at home versus the Bengals. And now here we come marching in to face them up in their territory. Looking back at that game against the Cardinals, 27-10 was the score. They were up 20 to nothing at halftime. They jumped out to an early lead, and this thing kind of was on cruise control from there. The Cardinals added a late touchdown in the fourth quarter, but this thing was really one-sided. Uh, it was kind of capped off by a clowny interception, which he returned for a touchdown. It was actually a pretty sweet play, not going to lie, but you got to remember that Clowney's on the team. He's out there performing. Russell Wilson, nothing too impressive, especially as we've looked at how... Our secondary, and yes, I'm not going to really say as a whole, but Marcus Peters playing some really good ball. If we can get these guys all back together, uh, Russell Wilson went 22 of 28, 240 yards and a touchdown. Chris Carson is their lead back there. 22 carries, 104 yards last week. And really their biggest weapon as far as offensively in the receiving category has got to be Will Disley. He's put some back-to-back performances that are looking really good. He had seven catches 57 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Something you're going to want to keep an eye on on Sunday is how does our linebackers potentially, minus Hager, deal with that tight end and can we slow them down? Russell Wilson has been sneaky, slippery, conniving. He's tough to get to the ground. Aaron Donald has really played well against the Seahawks in past. Aaron Donald always plays well, but not as well Uh, last game. Couldn't seem to get going as much as we usually saw, but maybe this is a bounce back short week for him. That defensive front. Always a tough matchup with Seattle, though. Uh, But Russell Wilson, the Rams, that matchup over the last couple years has really basically leaned in our favor. We swept them last year. I think we split it the year before. Going back to Chris Carson, I think this is a matchup that the Rams have to win. We've done pretty well against the run so far this year, other than the 128 yards and two touchdowns that we gave up to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Looking back, Alvin Kamara, 45 yards in Week 2. 96 to Nick Chubb, so held him under 100. And then only 70 rushing yards to Ronald Jones. But want to remind you that there were two really massive runs taken back. And really the thing that scares me, what we saw with Ronald Jones, is uh, the yards after the contact. I mean, the guy was able to make plenty of people miss continue to run. So that's one thing that we've got to clean up because Chris Carson's coming in and it's only getting stronger. Pete Carroll, after the press conference, when he was asked about you know what's exciting about this, and he said, I think the guy I'm really most excited about is Chris. He went on to say about Chris Carson starting slow this season that He was really just waiting for Chris to put all the stuff to rest and get going. He ran really tough all day long. Didn't change his style at all. If if anything, he ran as hard as he's run all year long. We need Chris to run like that. So that was a quote from Pete Carroll off of the game last week versus Arizona. Looking back to last year, both of our wins very close. Both came down to fourth down conversions that the Seahawks couldn't convert, or one that we converted on that fourth down sneak with Jared Goff. But the Seahawks had a pair of 100 yard rushers in both those games. Carson had 116, and the other one, Richard Penny, had 108. So stopping the run is going to be important. We understand and we know what Russell Wilson can do, but it's got to start from stuff in the run. I'm excited to talk with the boys from Locked Seahawks tomorrow. So we're going to break this game down further and further. We're going to look at some of the matchups, some of the key players, some of the outside guys that maybe aren't the big names that we need to keep an eye on, how this game's going to go down in the short week. What's their injuries look like? How are they looking on a short week? Going to talk about how impactful this game can be and how it really can have effect on the rest of the NFC West. As for today, we're going to wrap a bow on it. Call it a Tuesday. I appreciate you guys joining, listening in. Don't forget, hit the subscribe button, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Himalaya, wherever you can find it. Also, shoot us a follow, LA underscore Rambling Bear, Locked on Rams, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're everywhere, people. Say what's up, ask some questions. If you got one, let me know. But with that said, you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time. you
1: got trauma. the song continues. Go win, nowhere.
0: You stop that